what it is! How's it going everybody? Today we're going to be talking about Rugrats in Paris, a Nickelodeon classic in our newest retro review. We're going to talk about all the things. We're going to talk about unattentive parents, kids out on their own, a theme park themed after a completely different country than it's based in. We're going to talk about all the things. So if you want to hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to the first ones to die. Hello everyone, welcome to <laughs> The First Ones to Die. My name is Jonathan, I am here with the lovely Alex and Jerome. How are y'all doing today? I'm good. Good, good. A little yeah. thrown off by that P. Diddy comment. I mean, it's true. Did he have a I never see really see when I not really no he has Dave the more Chappelle is right when he's like he's like a it's like a dolphin it's like dolphin teeth he just he just just a wide ass smile dolphins don't don't dolphins one don't have like human teeth if they did it'd be like creepy they have like little like spikes almost <laughs> I actually don't know anything about dolphin anatomy I'm just I, I'm just joshing D- D- Diddy's fine. <laughs> Your your grin is still very big. Diddy is okay though. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) My week has been good. (laughs) It has been okay. How has your week Uh, been? Nothing exciting to report. Yeah. No, it's been fine. It's just been busy at work, but nothing too extreme. Um, Just kind of been tired. We did Comic Con last weekend, which was, um, for me, it was a little weird, honestly. It was a little off. Was Comic Con? No, that wasn't even last weekend. That was the weekend before, right? No, it was. Jesus. Um, it was no, last it weekend. Was like, it was mm-hmm. last weekend. Wow, time does not exist for me anymore. <laughs> it's just a weird, weird, wibbly wobbly thing. Um, well, it's I thought it was a little weird because it was in a new building. Well, I like it. Like it was because I had a few friends who were there from the Milestone Initiative at the tables. Uh, shout out to Greg Burnham and Charles Stewart. Um, but like the thing is is that uh charles was mentioning that where he's like i'm not getting really a lot of people coming up i'm like it's because attendance is lower this year and it's mainly because it started like they they're selling tickets for comic-con in march (laughs) like in february when it happened in august half the people that would have came are like still recovering financially to even come to comic-con for the next year so most of them didn't arrive um well it was yeah. originally in March, but another. But you also went during Thursday, so Thursday is like the slowest day. When True. I went, I went on Saturday. It was a busy one of the busiest days. It was actually a sold out uh, event at the time. I. It was so. Oh, you know what? I talked about it because uh, I was here for the review of Cocaine Bear with Jonathan. Mm-hmm. You weren't. That's no, I why not. I felt like I was already, not here. <laughs> yeah, that's why I already felt I was here. Of course. Uh, and I talked about it on that review. And that's why I was like, this feels like I've already done this. That's why. That is why. Uh, that's why. See, I, I'm not crazy. Well. How's your guys' week been? <laughs> I'm about to say, where, where are you going with that? 
<laughs> I don't really have. I like to stand up for that one. Jerome, did um, you see Cocaine Bear? And can we get a quick summary? No, I haven't. At the beginning of yeah, no, I have not watched it yet. No, uh, okay. I have been. Did you uh, listen to our, our too recap? busy? Yes, it was good. <laughs> well, not all, not so much the spoiler stuff, but I did listen to your general thoughts. Uh, I thought they were interesting. Um, so I'm curious to see like how I feel about the actual movie once I see it. Now I'll do what the audience should do, which is when you listen to one of our reviews, if you haven't seen the movie, listen to the general thoughts, pause it, come back, listen to the rest of the, of the review. Um, but uh, I did take a day trip to Portland with my girlfriend. Uh, so we went, had a good time. Um, and uh, that was pretty much my weekend. <laughs> like outside of Comic-Con on Thursday. We did dress up. Uh, uh, she was Velma and I was Shaggy. So um, that worked out in that way. But um, Oh, yeah. You can be Black Shaggy now. Yeah, like the, there like was the constant Kelly jokes. Shaggy. Although I love that people like people called me Shaggy when they saw me rather than uh, right next to her. They, rather than Norville, I was like, okay, good, good. Everybody is on the same page. Norville th- isn't a real thing. <laughs> it's his name. I'm like, it's one of those. Sh- it it is, is his it name, though? but you know damn well when people think Shaggy, the first thing they think is Shaggy, not Norville. <laughs> is Norville like canonically? Shaggy's real name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normal that's always been his real name Shaggy in Roger. the original comics. Go. Yeah. Don't talk about comics. It. In the original like that's cartoon. Common, don't talk about it like it's like common knowledge or something. Everybody shit. knows Velma, that. Who's Velma a huge Scooby Doo fan? Daphne Dinkley. is Dinkley. That, uh, Daphne is. What's her last name? Daphne Dinkley? No, Daphne. Ro- I want to say Rollins, but I feel like that's wrong. Rollins. That's not like a black name. <laughs> yeah, no. Daphne's white and then apparently now Indian. What's Fred? What is Daphne's real name? <laughs> Fred's name is Fred Rogers. No. No, that's, I'm that's, thinking of Mr. Rogers. That's Mr. Rogers' real name. Shaggy. So you get, what, you get one Scooby Doo name now and you think Shaggy you know them all. Blake. That's Blake. her name. That's her name. And then Fred Sanford. Uh, no. Fred Jones. <laughs> All the Fred, Fred Jones. There we go. <laughs> and Scooby's name is Scoobert Doobie Doo. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. Scoobert. <laughs> that is His name is Scoobert. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, speaking of old cartoons, uh, we're going to do a retro review of Rugrats in Paris. We didn't get my thoughts. Yeah, that's right. No, we didn't do that. That's right. Yeah, my bad. (laughs) Next time I'm going first. Okay. (laughs) Clearly, he's been trying to take over you. uh, Your uh, cutaways or your. What do you mean trying to? I already have. All right, the past few weeks has been all me, (laughs) except for Cocaine Bear. But that's by default. (laughs) Anyway, my episode before that. Okay. Yeah. How you doing? Good. All right. Now, Jerome, get to it. (laughs) <laughs> you don't have anything to report? You don't have anything you're up to? <laughs> um, the Oscars are this weekend. Don't forget to set your clocks forward this weekend, okay? Because it's daylight savings. Unless you live in Arizona, then it's not. Um, oh, and speaking of the this- Oscars, Chris Rock had a lot to say. I watched the special, <laughs> by the by. He had a lot and- to say. And uh, check out Madame Tussauds Hollywood, the new Lady Gaga wax figure. Mm-hmm. Looks great. Yeah. 
Yo, they're saying they're beefing up security this year for the Oscars, just in case, so that uh, what happened with Will Smith doesn't happen. I just want to see like someone try it, just to see I... if they get tackled or something off the stage. <laughs> I think people need to chill the fuck out. It was a slap. <laughs> Everybody walked away fine. You don't drop the F bomb no, on did. the Chris Rock podcast. didn't walk away fine. And the man <laughs> literally had his face hurting because he got smacked in the face. What are you talking about? The only thing hurting is his pride. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> Alex, I like how you've dropped the F bomb on a Rugrats podcast. I you Jonathan, not this is know. not a children's show. For the last time, audience, this is not a children's show. Then why do you have use then why do you label it explicit? That's because it's question. not a children's show. <laughs> That's why I label it explicit. I put it as it's not for kids, but I don't write it as explicit on YouTube. So children can still access it. <laughs> and what other children should access? Rugrats in Paris. That, oh, yes, I that's got it. true. Yes. Rugrats in yeah. Paris. The if movie, you're a child Colin, and you're listening the to movie. this episode, then we welcome you. Okay? If your parents are I mean, okay they're welcome, that, but just just know that you should probably not tell your parents you're listening to this because they may be like, <laughs> it's a little too adult I'm for sorry, you. are you encouraging <laughs> children to lie to their parents? <laughs> Listen, children lie all the time. They should. They, they need to get better at it so that they can be proper adults when they, when they grow up. You know what I mean? Lying is the way how you think Batman and all the other superheroes get over, all right? They have secret identities. They lie all the time. So if, you know, if Superman is okay to lie, then my future children and future children in general are okay to lie, all right? Everyone's lying out here. It's a good thing. When you have a child, I want you to know that I will absolutely have the sample to give to them. <laughs> that this, that those words are, will... Guarantee bite you in the ass. So, and yes, I just dropped another curse word. Rugrats in Paris. Rugrats it was released November 17th. Yes, right? 2000. The year 2000. Uh, the turn of the century. Rugrats in Paris, yep. if you did not know already, it's the uh, second film, theatrical film, uh, based on the television show Rugrats, the classic Nickelodeon program. Uh, and the synopsis, while on a family vacation in Paris, the Rugrats attempt to help Chucky find a new mom while stopping his dad from marrying a conniving businesswoman who hates kids. Okay, some mm -hmm. of the uh, voice cast uh, includes the main cast from the show, Christine Cavanaugh, E.G. Daly, Show Chase, Kath Susie, uh, Tara Strong. But anyway. Um, Wait, what? what, what were you no, no, because <laughs> uh, Wikipedia lists her as Tara Sharondoff. Which was apparently her maiden name. That may have been her, that may be her legal name, but her stage name is Tara Strong. No, I think it's her maiden name because it says. Or oh, uh, is that her I, maiden name? Yeah, okay. when I click on um, the article, it says Nee Sharondoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Why are you looking at Wikipedia? What IMDb exists? <laughs> because Wikipedia is right. It all, it, I don't have to scroll on Wikipedia, okay? I can just see the whole cast right here. <laughs> Um, Diane Kwan, Jack Riley, Melanie Chartoff, Michael Bell, Julia Cato, Tress McNeil, and Phil Proctor. Um, right off the bat, I loved this movie as a kid. Uh, this was... Well, uh, also, audience, we are going to spoil this movie. So, you know, yes. if you haven't seen Rugrats in Paris, uh, prepare to be spoiled. and uh, But still just watch it anyway. because So you can be fully part of the conversation. You know exactly what we're talking about. 
exactly. but just to give you a heads up, you know, because for our retro reviews, we do not hold back at any point. Exactly. Um, I grew up on this movie. I remember having the VHS of this film. Uh, I watched it all the time. And was it orange? It was. I remember all the Nickelodeon's movies being orange. It was. It was. Um, yeah. And I'm surprised I didn't break the dang thing because I watched it so many times. <laughs> I had that movie too. I had all the Rugrats movies, I think, as well. You had I did to. not, but I watched this on TV when it finally came out on TV because uh, I did not watch this in theaters. Um yeah, but it is good though. I really like. Uh, I'm so, I'm impressed on how much the animation holds up. Yeah, the animation mm-hmm. like that was. I remember as a kid, like the animation being one of my favorite things about the show, uh, and especially in the movie. You know, whenever a cartoon gets turned into a movie, the animation is always amped up a little bit because of you know they have a bigger budget especially if it's getting released theatrically, they always want to do bigger things with it. So it always looks slightly different, just more like high quality, but it, mm-hmm. the animation was really good. Well, they did the same it's thing for the Powerpuff really- Girls movie too, where mm-hmm. it's like, it was the same animation, but just a lot more high definition. Yeah. Like, I didn't know there was a Powerpuff Girl movie. Mm-hmm. Did not it's do well, HBO Max. but I still love it. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Uh, and Bob's I, It reminded me of, uh, Actually I was going to say that It reminded me a little bit of Bob's Burgers Not in like the context of the story But the context of the animation Because it's like when they When the cartoons develop into movies They uh, understand Shadowing a little more mm-hmm. yeah. And the perception of like The light hitting a character And that's just what I kept saying I was like oh yeah now like certain areas Of the face are like overshadowed now I was like it makes it look more 3D or three dimensional. Well, that's just they, what I kept thinking. It's because they have more time to do yeah. it. Then, because uh, with the you know when you're doing animated show, you only have so much time to put out these episodes and get it released. So they often go for less like shading and lighting work in in um, and instead just focus on modeling and just making sure all the motion and everything looks good. But with a movie, it's like you got all the time in the world to work on it. So well, not all the time, but you, you got have a higher budget time. that allows yeah, you, you more people budget. to do this work. Yeah, yeah. To, like to get it all done and make sure it all looks crisp, especially the 3D animation. The 3D animation looked really good and blended in real well. It's that perfect blend of like that um, uh, cell shaded um, animation. So the 3D stuff, like the Reptar um, robot and. Um, and uh like when chucky's on the plane and you see the clouds and stuff like it all blends super well with the 2d characters and so all of it just flows but i think it's also because some of the frames aren't 3d some of them are 2d as well which i so i'm like this is the best mix of the two the way to mix it and make it look clean and crisp and look right so they did a great job fantastic job with the animation did anybody remember how much originally before watching this movie how much of Japanese culture was infused into Rugrats in Paris? Yes, yeah, I remember yes. thinking that this was Rugrats in Tokyo because right. it spends so much time with I, Japanese culture, that's, but that's, it's in Paris. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, 
I remember. So it's called Rugrats in Paris, but I remember a lot of it taking place in Tokyo, but it didn't take place in Tokyo. It took place in Paris in a Tokyo themed theme park. And it's theme park. Like, yeah, it's like. <laughs> See, I th- I remember the scene where Angelica singing that song in like the Tokyo restaurant. And then I think that was kind of it other than like a few other things. But I, yeah, I didn't recall as much as the Japanese uh, influence in this film. They even had like ninjas in here mm-hmm. for no reason. Ninjas, yeah, the, sumo the, the guards that the are security ninjas. was here. Yeah. I was like, what the? Why did they? And they, they had like sumo wrestlers, and it's like that well, because whole... it's a show about it's a movie about babies. Why would we not have sumos, which are often called bit like you know people who don't nothing about sumo wrestling are like they look like giant babies. Ha ha ha. Which you know, it's like it's a kids' cartoon, so yeah, that's the that's the level of jokes <laughs> in there. That whole speaking of the ninjas, that whole Chucky Kung Fu fight sequence when he's, yo, that was dope that was, though, especially the song. I was like, uh-huh. I was like, hell yeah, this this song slaps. Can we just have a Kung Fu Chucky show? Right. Just him with like six pack abs out here doing karate on on Chinese dragons. All the music. I forgot how good all the music was in this film. Especially that Reptar um, song with the, the princess. Yeah. I was like, this is really good. This is really good. Mark Mark Mothersbaugh, he really like put his foot in Rugrats. And I was just watching something the other day and it said Mark Mothersbaugh uh, did the music. Um, so anytime he's involved, it's always going to be it's, it's always going to be something good. And he's still working to this day. Mm-hmm. I I didn't like the song I want a mom that will last That's forever. Always... I thought it was a see. I didn't get sad. I was like a mom that'll last forever. Sounds that the wording sounded weird to me, <laughs> but I understood it. But in in my adult head, I was just thinking, oh, you don't want want a mom that expires. <laughs> My thing that's is, what my brain went through. Which I'm like, that sounds horrible. That's the song they play at the wedding, right? In the begin or in the beginning. No, it's, the no. it's a different uh, song. That's the song they play that they play on when he's on the plane looking out in the window and he sees oh, the car. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But that, that song at the beginning, but, and they also play it at the end. Those those three moments, I always was sad as a kid. I was like, oh, I was laughing a little bit at the beginning scene, not because it was like. It was sad. It made my heart twinge. But they had Casey Kasem. Yes. <laughs> and when I heard his voice, I was like, so many memories flew back. Like, I was even seeing, like, old Saved by the Bell episodes in my head mm-hmm. uh, with Casey Kasem. And I was like, oh, man. Yo, speaking of the beginning, this is a thing where I'm like, is this for the adults? Because I'm like, they like it when it becomes Godfather, I was like... I'm sorry. Do you think kids know what this is? Is this for the? This has to be for the parents because well, there's yeah, no way I mean, kids have seen Godfather. I mean, I love the joke. I love the way they tie it in, where it's like uh, Angelica's parents are like, "I can't believe she watched that movie," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So they're playing Godfather because she watched Godfather, which I love the idea that the Godfather movie series exists in the Rugrats world. <laughs> but still, I'm like, I'm like, th- for this, th- that's just a weird opening to me. Because it's it's not really it doesn't really play into the rest of the movie as much as just a really fun thing to like start the movie in of like hey wouldn't it be funny to see Rugrats as the Godfather? <laughs> yes, I don't know. I feel like 
back then, I probably still now, parents were allowing their kids to watch like a lot more shit they shouldn't have been. Not Godfather, <laughs> though. <laughs> like, like, like uh, action movie is one thing. Godfather, that's a, first of all, that's a long movie. And secondly, most kids would probably find that pretty boring for a lot of it because adults find it pretty boring for a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> like you know people who aren't into film that's fair <laughs> i don't know mob boss i could see angelica liking that line of work so like yeah she could be into that uh but yeah no casey Kasem kind of threw me off and then i was like kind of like oh my god and you know your body's still not nobody knows where your body is still man <laughs> casey Kasem case um but that first scene was like a little sad and the way they had him like standing there with his like little I feet or like i was like I do feel bad. I, I do, do love that his dad is like, because uh, I would say Charles gets a lot of shine. Like, because uh, Chucky's dad doesn't really get a lot of shine in the show because it's really about he's annoying. the pickles. <laughs> um, well, it's just also the show's mostly about, you know, the Rugrat show, anyways, mostly about the pickles family. So to see Chucky's dad get a lot more shine, which is a bold move, too, because the first movie is dealing with Dill and, you know, the pickles family. This movie is more chucky centric i mean the other characters are there but they're not really the focus as much as it's like chucky's dad and chucky in general are like the more or less the main characters which i think is really cool and interesting um although i thought it was funny when like chucky and and tommy are sleeping in the bed and chucky's like hey tommy you know like how do you ever be brave and i love that tommy is so asleep he's just like man look i'm trying to give you pointers but i'm tired Okay, I live a baby's life. We sleep, like, a lot. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> Leave me alone. He just turns over. <laughs> so he woke him up during him. nap time, too. Right. He woke him up during nap time, too. So he's like, come on, man. I'm just trying to sleep. I understand you got problems, but this can wait for tomorrow. Okay? <laughs> um, I, I remember also when I watched this as a kid, being severely disappointed as I was today when I watched it of the lack of Susie airtime, the fact that she only had three <laughs> lines in the whole movie. <laughs> was Chris Summer not available? Like a, she was like what? an in and out character during even in the show too. Like Susie exists, but she's not like a main character. So I think that was what their thought pattern was. Of like Susie's not really a main character. We're not really gonna have her around in this movie. Like she'll be there. They don't for the vacation first seat. with Susie's family. Yeah, they don't. Like yeah. Susie's parents are not their friends. <laughs> she's just a she's just they a just... kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know how it is. You know there was like the kids you hung out with, and then there's the kid that's in the neighborhood. So you invite him sometimes to come over. That's Susie. <laughs> I loved how she shaded her uh, Angelica in French, though. For real, Susie is like, look, these other kids might put up with your crap, but not me. <laughs> I know you. I know you out here fronting. All right, I'm the real deal. <laughs> you wish you could be as cool as Susie. Let's talk about how quickly uh, Chucky's dad was willing to marry this strange woman. Why was I thinking and that? possibly uproot his life too, from like their town to like Paris? Yes, and then how quickly he fell in love with Kira too, because. Like, I remember it being like a Chucky Kira love story. But no, this was this was Chaz getting duped the whole time. And then at the end, he just so happens to find I love. I do remember Kira being pre- more present in this movie yeah. than she is. Yeah. I know. 
nobody's actually ever talked about how Kira helped her boss. She had a change of heart at the end. Cool. Couldn't go through with it. But the entire time you are helping manipulate this single father <laughs> to help your career. That's f- messed up. I don't think it's more so help her career as much as it's like, I feel like this woman is going to kill me <laughs> like if all I don't did, help her. So she, she's, I'd rather be alive. When she tightly turned her back, all she did was stop the car and kick her out. She didn't even push her out of a moving car. Like I have a child was, to think about. I'm not trying to die <laughs> behind this man I don't ex- know. <laughs> until she was. I mean, even then though, she's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I like. I do. I think it is. It just suffers from that thing of it's a kids movie, so we got to move fast. All right, this is an hour and eighteen minutes. We got to get through. So I get that, but as an adult now, <laughs> Kira was manipulative. <laughs> I don't she think Kira was manipulative. Dad. I think it's just more just Kira didn't have a spine, just she like Chaz, and then she finally literally grew, was you know, feeding like notes into her boss's ear. Yeah, because she was spineless. to help. That's why make they this man. Together. That's a manipulation. No, it's not. It's, not. Not. it's a- called. It's called not having a backbone. And when she developed one, notice she stood. She uh, stood up. She, and then she still helped manipulate him. You can try to dress it how you want. Look, all I'm, I'm saying is, a there's a reason. And then she had the nerve to be like, both, "Oh no, I can't weak, do it." But together, my poor heart, this poor child, <laughs> and be like, "Oh no, 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 you are the one who instigated that. You, you helped all of this." No, she didn't. She only helped him one date, not all of it. Now, hold on. Let's 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 let's. let's, let's, let's you really <laughs> telling me that she didn't help plan this wedding? No, that she did Coco not help could plan not have the done it. Because Coco, why Coco, would she hire Coco. Kira to do that? She has so much money, she could easily plan it herself. Because Kira did everything. If Kira, if anything, Kira is the one who hired the wedding planner, picked out the decor. And somehow locked uh, the. Also, you don't know that. All no, right, this wrong. is strict speculation. Your Honor, this is speculation. <laughs> I wanted to have this removed. Like, I, I feel like this case should be removed completely and, and uh, call for a mistrial of Kira. Uh, what's her name? What, uh, uh, what's Watanabe? her last name? Hold on. Yeah, no, no, Kira no. Watanabe. All right, my client is not guilty, Your Honor, and I just wanted to be on the record. That she had uh, no knowledge of the wedding, and not only that, but at the end she, she was did stand in the car up. going towards the wedding. <laughs> As a closing statement, I just want to say that uh, people look into your hearts, all right. And if you look into them, you can see that Kira Watanabe is innocent. I rest my case. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> no more, no, there uh, no more witnesses, the Your <laughs> Try to say what you want. She was there from the beginning. To the cry to the church. Everywhere in between. Listen, the gavel's been swung. Court is adjourned. Kira's free. <laughs> Hashtag free Kira. Hashtag free Kira. And what we learned, what we learned uh, from watching All Grown Up is that they're still happy and together. And My favorite All Grown Up episode is an episode where Kimmy meets other Asian kids and Chucky is upset because she doesn't want to hang out with him and his fan group anymore. And she just can't recognize the idea of like, yeah, it's because those are other Asian kids and she's Asian. She wants to (laughs) hang out with people that look like her and share her experience. White boy, calm it down. (laughs) Man, All Grown Up was ahead of its time. We need need to like them in college or something. Or like as adults. Yo, also. I I think as adults it would disturb me because then they would become like their parents (laughs) and be like, oh, man, this is sad now. 
Also, I did like how they made Tommy a filmmaker. Well, he wanted to be a filmmaker. I was going to say, do you, do, do you all notice that this is very much, this is another case of, just like in uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, a case of why are you building such advanced technology for children's entertainment? Because Stu has literally designed a mechanized robot <laughs> that is very capable of being used for battle. <laughs> the way it's crashing through buildings and stuff, it's got jet propulsion. What could it possibly need it, jet propulsion off of the tail for in a show? It literally destroyed okay. the city, partially destroyed the city of Paris. Right. That's all I remember. This was before 2001. So you could buy jet fuel off of online and it was perfectly okay. Nobody thought it was that it's weird. It's not the fact that the, it's, it needs jet fuel. It's the fact that why would you build it? All you need it to do is literally just be a mechanized robot for this opera for a kid's theme park. That's it. That's all it does. <laughs> That's its sole purpose. And yet this thing is easily capable and it runs off of God knows what to be able to leave the park if you wanted to. <laughs> there's like no fencing. There's no wires attached to it. Nothing. If you wanted to take Reptar for a joy ride real quick, you could easily do that. No problem. <laughs> Which they did. They did. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and how did I had forgotten the reason they went to. Sorry, go oh, ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I had forgotten the reason they all went to Paris. I thought it was just a vacation. Because I was like, why else would you go with, like, three other families to Paris? That's a vacation, right? I didn't know Sue was summoned there for work. <laughs> or I didn't recall that. And, like, everybody was just like, yeah, let's all go. The man barely has a job. And the one time he has, like, a legit contract with a huge corporation, y'all think it's like, oh, it's family fun time. <laughs> I mean, and then the kids, and then they can't keep control of the kids, so that's jeopardizing his job even more because the kids. Here's my thing, though: they should be able to. Because I'm like, what are the other adults doing? Like, they leave, they leave Charles to babysit for a good chunk of this movie, and I'm like, I'm sorry, is nobody else available? Like, especially because, like, okay, y'all know Chaz is going on a date. Nobody else can watch the kids. Nobody else is available on this vacation where y'all are doing not a goddamn thing. <laughs> not working. They were all you're not busy. They were all together, too. They were all hanging out together without Chaz. That's what I'm saying. They were, like, having couple time. I'm like, nobody can spare some time to just watch these kids. <laughs> and how how did, uh, what's it called, Euro Reptile Land? How mm -hmm. did they find... Uh, Stu in the first place. How did they contract him for this job in the first place? Because as far as I know from the series, he's a failed inventor. Like he, he's not successful. So listen, how every like every even a even a squirrel gets a nut every now and again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I feel like Stu had to have some success. Granted, this is a monumental comparison of success compared to what he normally does on the show, which is build toys as opposed to building like Voltron robots. So, <laughs> you know, I it's, it's, a, it's a much bigger oh. leap. But at the same time, like, but although it does beg the question why after this, because all of this is canon, by the way, because after this, the show in the Rugrats show, when they brought back the new season after this, Kimmy and Kira are characters. Like they become a part of the show. So I'm like, why, like, Stu, I feel like your talents are being wasted, my guy. I mean, you're building them for a theme park, but imagine building a robot for construction purposes 
or for battle or something. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a future in that. There are people are going to want robotics. They didn't know how important robotics were going to be just yet. Um, so apparently he originally designed the reptar robot that was used in the park stage show. Yeah. So he had designed it. I guess they, so no wonder it failed. They to, needed him no, to no, to it. be fair, it only fails because they didn't follow his instructions. He told them, like on the schematics, it specifically asked for paper clips and rubber bands. And they thought they were better than that. They were like, nah, we're going to use real tools. And guess what happened? It fails because you, you denied the genius that is Stu Pickles. <laughs> this man's the MacGyver of toys. Here, but I will not argue about <laughs> Stu Pickles. <laughs> I'm moving on from Stu Pickles. <laughs> Uh, I, I, this movie was a straight trip, honestly, because it was just, <laughs> it was just so it was so early two thousands and nineties style going on that like everything was just a like a head rush when I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember. I remember being that age. I remember <laughs> this is the movie that first set off Who Let the Dogs Out. Like this, I think is, it was. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. This is where it was featured and like. After this, who let the dogs out became really big as a song. Um, I would say Angelica's whole inclusion in this is also interesting because <laughs> she's been conniving before, and- but this is on a whole other level. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. out here with machinations and plans. <laughs> Actually, no. There was an episode I recently saw, like on TikTok. It was it was super funny. The parents were trying to talk to Angelica and her mom's trying to have a discussion with her and Angelica's like, hold on. And she presses like the record button on her little play toy and she's like, remember, mommy, you're being recorded and everything can be used against you. And the mom literally goes like this to her and goes and like walks back to her husband. She's like, she's good. She's good. She's like, I don't know what I can do. And I was like, shit, what are they teaching this child? At least those parents, at least Angelica's parents, though, like, feel like they are attentive to Angelica. Phil and Lil's parents could give two shits less, like, about their kid. Because I'm like, they're eating goo out of their diaper. First of all, I know they've been changed at some point. So I know you've seen the goo. And you still, like, there's no way that they are just allowing them to eat Are you sure they've been changed? Because literally no parents have been around for hours on end. Well, here's the thing. It's like they collected that goo literally the day before. So there's no way (laughs) they have not seen the goo in their diapers. And secondly, the fact that they are using it to store cookies and stuff and eating it. And I'm like, for all we know, this could be chemical product. It's being used in a theme park and it's so sticky, like the ninjas get caught in it because it's like almost like a full on adhesive. (laughs) They also, yeah, (laughs) they also carry Lil's throw up bag around with them. Yeah. (laughs) Used. Oh. Yeah, some of those scenes I was like <sighs> making like these sounds at it because they like gross me. I forget how gross Rugrats was mm-hmm. to watching this because they're constantly <laughs> sticking their fingers up their nose or just naked. They're like, oh, sometimes, yeah. Tommy's diaper falls off every now and again, to which I'm like, there are diapers that can fit this child. There's no reason. <laughs> and the way they like dig their hands into their diapers, like it's a full on purse, like a pocket. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, hold on, it's in here somewhere. They're like, no, this is the. Be like, boy, I saw you fall 10 feet from the air and land on your butt. That screwdriver 
would have pierced your stomach. <laughs> there were moments where I could, like growing up, I could see myself in the Rugrats. Now I see myself in the adults, not in the neglectful side, but in <laughs> the side the level where of neglect, right? But in the side where. Where the babies are making all these messes, they're in the koi pond, they're making a mess of the room, they're in the bathroom just spraying they just water leave, everywhere. Go into first they're, class, nobody checks. Like nobody's like stops the babies from going to first class on an airplane. Again, this was in two thousand. It was fine. <laughs> nobody cared in two thousand. Well, just the fact that like even going through TSA when the babies are on the carousel going through the X ray, I'm like. There's no way. Even in the 2000s, TSA would have shut that down immediately. <laughs> the second those babies got on the 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 uh, like um, the tread or whatever, they would not have been about it. They would have been like, "Uh, excuse me, ma'am or sir, can y'all get y'all's kids, please?" The babies, the babies literally got off a ride for a, a solid probably like 10 minutes True. and Chaz never even noticed <laughs> Chaz never noticed they had time to literally I mean, go to another ride all the way across the entire park and come back and Chaz is still there like oh look the babies alright cool <laughs> <laughs> at least he still had Dill I mean the newborn that's cause Dill's strapped in he can't leave <laughs> That's fair. He would if he could. I like how, going back to all grown up real quick, I love how weird they made Dill. Yeah. I mean, it how makes Dill's sense. Just he's like, baby, he was like the screw-up so. kid. <laughs> yeah, they're like, he's been dropped on his head. It's fine. I still love him as him. And it's like, okay. All right, Dill's that kid. Got it. <laughs> Did you guys know that uh, Drew and Chaz are voiced by the same actor? Oh, interesting. Well, Phil and Lil are also like. There's a lot of uh, people who do multiple different voices because Phil and Lil yeah. was also played by the same actor, um, Phil as Lil well and, as and their mom. Yeah, the yeah, uh, she's uh, all of them. I could see that. And Drew doesn't speak ever, really. He does sometimes when it's like him and Stu. Not like enough. Where if you like, yeah, but like even still, you could probably not even like do a family guy style where it's the same voice actor for everything and everybody can hear it but like nobody cares i honestly forget that angelica is cousins though with (laughs) tommy and and dill (laughs) until this movie when they when they're like yeah it's like great dad we're so happy for you i was like oh yeah that's right they are brother (laughs) i forgot Mm -hmm. i'm like i thought i i just keep thinking Stu is the only child Well, I mean, his brother's kind of a dick, so. (laughs) I feel like Drew Pickles is. But, um, yeah, I I didn't know that, like, the twins and the mom were voiced by the same woman. Mm -hmm. Learning that now. Yeah, Kathy, is it Sochi or Sauchi? Or Sousy? Kathsusi? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I can't. Well, they turned her into a lesbian uh, for the uh, the revival. reboot, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which makes 
10 times more sense. I remember that was a, <laughs> that was a thing that a lot of people were, uh, I, that was a news thing when uh, they were talking about the revival when it came out was like, and Phil and Lil's mom is gay. And everyone, uh, and there was, you know, the, the regular, what, they're changing stuff? And I'm like, I'm sorry, did you give a shit about her husband? Because <laughs> I didn't. Like, he's barely in the show. He's barely yeah, a character. Howard, now, Howard never spoke. Why? Howard you want to talk about characters spoke. that don't That's exist? Your- <laughs> that man was a neglectful husband and father. He was just <laughs> off somewhere. We don't know what he did. Yo, we don't even know his job. Though, Beth was like, it, she she was all about it. She was that friend who's just like, girl, it, like, listen, if you need to get over somebody, maybe you just need to get under somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how she was with Chaz. She's just like, look, Chaz, I'm like, because Dee Dee was the only real friend who was like, Chaz, I don't know. I mean, you just met this lady. I don't know if you should be uh, like marrying her immediately. Beth was like, shoot, girl, get, hey, Chaz, get you some. Okay. Don't listen to her. <laughs> I just remember saying that because I thought this. I was like, "How long have you guys been in Paris for?" Honestly, it's gotta only be a couple days. Mm-hmm. Stu barely went to fix this mechanical thing, and I doubt they're paying for like over a month for y'all to be hanging. It out It seemed in like Paris. it took him a day to fix it because all he, all he, the, the only scene we get is him being like, "Y'all should use paper clips and rubber bands." And then the next time we see this reptile robot, they're using it. So it has to yes. took like a day or a day and a half to right. fix it and rebuild it. So like. Let's say it's like a week. You have a week trip to fix this thing, and then he does it in two days. That means the wedding takes place during this end week trip. And she, yeah, she's all about like, yeah, go ahead, marry her. Crazy kids in love. Like, no, it has not even been a full week. Seven days has not passed. <laughs> and suddenly y'all in Notre Dame trying to get married. And then she just disrespects Notre Dame, too. Yeah, she's like, you've seen one church, you've seen them all. And, and meanwhile, all the Parisian uh, fans that were watching Rugrats of Paris are just like, this mother... You know what? I knew I shouldn't have watched this movie. <laughs> I wish. I bet she would have appreciated it back then, because it's gone now. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's still partially there. I think they're rebuilding a, a, right a, now. A, yeah. yeah, but uh, original section, ironically, um, a hall that held the saints of health and peace was this hall that burned down. Completely. Yeah, I'm glad I got to see it before it got, before it burned down. Granted, I saw it when I was 13, so the memories are a little foggy. I, I do have pictures somewhere of it, though, of just like when I saw Notre Dame. It was beautiful. Um, Guess who's also in this movie? Tim Curry. Who? What? As who? He, Where? He plays one of the sumo singers. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> Yeah, now that I'm listening to the voice, I can see that. The sumo singers were doing a good job too. They were doing the damn thing. <laughs> also, uh They got it. Jerome, you probably know who this is. Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, he um he's done a lot of voice work. The Mortal main Kombat. thing I always know him from Yeah, Mortal Kombat. And then he's uh done Joker in the Batman cartoon that came out in the two thousands around that same time. Um what'd you say his name was um Kevin Michael Richardson? Yeah, Kevin Michael Richardson is a lot of stuff. Because he just has such known an iconic voice. Dis- yeah, known for his distinctly deep voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. A lot of cartoons. And movies. Uh, I love when big names come into like cartoons like that. Where you're like, it's not that important. It's just a Rugrats movie. And then you have like these really well-known actors. Um, well, he's a huge... Just, like, Debbie, Debbie Reynolds was in there, mm-hmm. too. 
Yeah, Kevin yeah, Michael Richardson is a huge voice actor. Like he's up there with like the Steve Blooms and the Dee Bradley Bakers and stuff like that. Tara Strong, you know, he's up there with them, like being in just tons of cartoons. Well, like him and like Debbie Reynolds and Tim Curry, they have like these little bit scenes, mm-hmm. and it's like, why are you in this for five <laughs> minutes? Like you, especially in the early two thousand, you all are like major, major stars right now, right? Yeah, well, they I probably into a Rugrats because Debbie they Reynolds have kids because her character, and like, I know Rugrats. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Reynolds' character Lulu, because uh, that was the wedding of the grandpa and Lulu. And she stays on the show, just like Kimmy and Kira. She stays on the show after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she just appears in and out. Right. Yeah, I don't remember her character that much. I mean, the same thing with Kira. I, Kira was like in the show, but I don't know if she like was like a prominent character. It's Kimmy. Well, she Kimmy became, became a, a prominent character, but Kira was well, like because she became a parent. She can't be existing in this world. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's it's this is like you know what Euphoria becomes more believable now. <laughs> Because clearly nobody was watching the babies. <laughs> Yo. So as they get to high school, nobody's there That'd either. Be a great can like canon is like Rugrats is the animated part of the Euphoria world. This is like when they were babies. But it takes place in the same universe, and Euphoria is just the adult version of Rugrats. Like an unattentive parents kids that are off on adventures <laughs> right euphoria is the live action version of Rugrats all grown up that i like to be see on a, a cartoon the, version of euphoria on the That'd dvd box set when they sell euphoria the first ones to die quote euphoria is the, is the adult live action version of Rugrats. that's our quote on the box <laughs> there we go uh, we also have to shout out uh, Susan Sarandon as Coco. Yeah, as Coco. She was great. She was a great villain. Yeah, I, uh, for real. And give John Lithgow. Give Deville vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And John Lithgow as Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. Sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought I Coco was, was a great voice. villain. I recognize it. She was a fantastic villain. She was a good villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially for the Rugrats, like that is the type of villain you would use. It's just, just all you need is a lady who hates kids. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the Adams family did it. <laughs> That's how the Adams family, Adams family got away with the, what's that lady who tried to uh, marry Uncle Fester? And uh, the second one, I think. She didn't necessarily hate kids. She just wanted the whole family gone. I mean, did, so, I mean, then again, the Adams family is a little different. Rugrats, those are just normal kids. They're a little adventurous and get into trouble. But I feel like if there was one attentive parent, they'd be fine. But the Adams family kids, those are murderers soon to be. Like, like they, they are easily going yeah, to be Yeah, but monsters. the Adams family had, had attentive parents. They were very attentive. That's true. They were there for every school thing. They encouraged their extra, extracurricular activities. That's true. Even, yeah. Including murder. Yeah, the Rugrats parents could learn a thing or two from the Adams family. <laughs> Just listen to your kids. Your son has a weapon on him at all times, ready to go. Like, that's a little concerning. You should be aware what your son's carrying in his diaper. The fact what that they carry a- anything in their diaper is a problem. First of all, they could get diaper rash. But secondly, like, that's not what, like, that's bad. It means they're just like, you're letting them just pick up stuff off the floor. But I guess it's better than them eating it. Like Phil and Lil, they're they're the, they're the kids who eat everything off the floor. What if there was an episode of Rugrats where the kids got picked up by CPS? 
now, now we get into euphoria territory. Definitely. If, if there know, was an episode really going on. where the characters got picked up by CPS, that'd be so funny. <laughs> be like, what? Your kids were in the street. <laughs> Where 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 are your children now? Can you answer that question? They're in the playpen. Oh no, the playpen's been open. <laughs> do you have child proof? Have you child proofed everything in this place? You could do that. Oh oh no. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> especially with how that mom, uh, the mom always kept reading Doctor Lipschitz Lipschitz. Um, Books. His, none of his books ever talked about childproofing. <laughs> <laughs> they never talked about like childproofing your house, making sure your kid doesn't go downstairs. Mm-hmm. And they you know, got that big old house like, too. They got money. They can put barriers in place, or just put what like, did the put mom do? Doorknobs, so like, was, the kids can't open them. <laughs> the mom was a. I remember there was an episode I think in the first season where she she was like a professor or a. Um, or a like, or like, a, like an assistant professor or something like that. She worked at a college. There's an episode where they where she takes Tommy to a college, and surprise, surprise, he gets lost in the college, where because she's working. Oh yeah, I kind of remember that, and I remember like the kids picking him up, being like, "Oh, this is Mrs. Pickles' mom, Mrs. Pickles' son." Right. They kind of just take him on an adventure, and she is not bothered. None of these are, parents are ever bothered by their children being <laughs> oh, gone. Not at all. For the fact of the matter that this man was willing to get married, for, quote unquote, for him and his child, because they felt like it was, and not have the child at the wedding. Mm-hmm. By the way, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like the Chas put up a little bit of a fight. He was just like. He's like, no, we can't get married without Chucky. She's like, come on, boy, let's get married. Okay. <laughs> like, like, that's it? She you ain't got enough fighting you. And also, none of the other parents are going to object and be like, uh, no, I need to know where my child is. So until that happens, we are not starting this wedding. <laughs> yeah, none of them were bothered. None of them concerned. How are you going to get married without your own son? And be like, then meet your new mom. And it's like... <laughs> I was not consulted with this. You know what's telling is I looked up the Wikipedia article for, uh, article for just Rugrats, the show in general, and I'm looking at uh, it. Show there's a nice still here that shows all the kids and their respective parents. I don't know what Susie. I just realized I have never seen Susie's parents until now. Really, this is the first time I've ever seen those characters. <laughs> I've seen the they mom. Just... I've seen the mom, and but I don't think I know what the dad looks like. He was. He was the. Um... Did he have a mustache? He, he worked for the. No, but he uh, has a soul. He patch. worked for the Dummy Bears. He was like a writer for the Dummy Bears. Or does he have a, a mustache? Is that a mustache? I can't tell from here. It's yeah, a small it's a picture. But the dad was like a writer for the Dummy Bears. Ah, okay. The Dummy Bears? Yeah, that was like their version of the Teletubbies. Mm. Isn't that like... Or the oh, Care no, Bears, he does sorry. have a mustache. He has like a line mustache going Is on. That, oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it now. Where you're looking are, are his um, racistly drawn large lips. Oh, those are his lips. Got you. Yeah, well, I mean, it's better than her mom who looks like Aunt Jemima in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> out here selling syrup <laughs> so <laughs> i love that kimmy and uh kira though are added to this picture no that's nice so is uh lou 
Lou's yeah, wife. Lulu, yeah. Toy by yeah, Lulu. And there's also something telling about how this generation before us raised their children. The grandfather is holding the baby. Not the parents. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the parents shoved off responsibility no again. He he lost the kids on occasion too. <laughs> I do but, like okay, the but photo. At least he gets the excuse of he's old. All right, his job is done. He's just there to hang out with the kids. He's not there to raise them. That, okay. That's the parents. I'm trying job. to see if you guys can see the photo. Who who's that girl with the pink hair? I have no clue who yeah. that is. I really who don't. Is yeah, I have no clue. She, who that girl I think with she's pink in the is. newer seasons, like newer as in later. Yeah. I can do this surprisingly well. They don't. Do they have Susie's? Yeah. They don't have Susie's brothers on there. Yeah, cause she, didn't she have a lot of brothers and sisters? She had like two brothers and a sister. I think she thinks she came from a family of four. They even got Angelica's cat on there. I was able to do that. I'm oh, yeah, really I impressed Angelica what I just did with myself. It looked just like her. I, I'm just so I'm reading this synopsis for Rugrats. Says in the series, babies talk to each other whenever adults are either not <laughs> around or not paying attention. The way that is written, though, it makes it seem like they can understand them, which I'm like, they can't. That's the point. Is they can talk whenever they feel like. It's just the parents don't understand them. <laughs> right. That's what I that's, Right. That's what I figured. I figured that what we're hearing them say is their baby in tra- translated from like their baby talk that they're saying. Right. You know? And only Angelica and Susie are the only two who know what they're saying. Cause they're closer to that age. Right. But they can also talk. Angelica and Susie can talk with the adults. Was there ever an episode where the dog could talk to the baby Dill? No, but that was in the movie and he was played by Bruce Willis. Interesting. In in the first Rugrats movie, the, Spike was voiced by Bruce Willis, and there was like a scene where he could talk. Oh, okay. I'm like, I remembered something. Like, I have to do this again. Um, but I God tickle up my nose. I remember something like that, and I was trying to remember. I was like, okay, so the newborn can talk to the dog. There's a whole language there. The babies can talk to each other and then communicate with Angelica and Susie. But Susie and Angelica can also communicate with the adults. Mm-hmm. Also, look. Also, I just looked at the cast. I haven't seen the first Rugrats movie in like a long time. I don't think I had that one. Same. On I haven't seen it. In but I'm just looking at the cast list for the original Rugrats movie. You have okay. You have all the original people that we had in this movie. Mm-hmm. We also have David Spade, Whoopi Goldberg, Tim Curry. Busta Rhymes, Margaret Cho, <laughs> Busta Rhymes, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, I don't know. Lou Rawls. Again, all of them have kids, I'm sure. So all of them are just like, yeah, the Rugrats, why not? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, but like that's a star-studded cast. I there. mean, it's the same thing with Proud Family. Have you seen the like cast list of people who have been on the Proud Family? It's a very star-studded list of people who have been on both the movies and just the regular show. Even the reboot of Proud Family has so mm-hmm. many guest stars. They the most one of the most recent episodes I watched. <laughs> they have Maury, like Maury Povich, <laughs> on the episode because <laughs> because in the episode Puff the dog, 
he's accused by the Boulevardes family of having the babies of their uh, dog. <laughs> and so they go to Maury <laughs> to figure out. Only the Proud family would make an episode like this. Only the Proud family. That's They're the only show. <laughs> great. I love it. Reminds me of that same episode, like the first episode of the new reboot where uh, like Penny is she's she's older so she's developing you know she uh and so she like wears a new outfit and uh oscar sees her as like basically like doja cat and even i think that's the joke is that he calls her doja cat and i was just like okay it's not that serious man you act like she's gonna immediately go out here and start selling ass like she's just (laughs) she's wearing a regular costume and she has like a training bra on that's it (laughs) chill out well, apparently, it has to be a very big deal to everybody in every teenage girl. <laughs> well, no, life. her mom is like, <laughs> her nobody mom is just like, yeah, she's growing up. Like, what you, this was going to happen at some point. Like, it's okay, you know. We're gonna watch her and make sure everything's all right. But she's a, she's a growing adult. She's a young lady, <laughs> growing up. She's a teenager now. <laughs> what's your <laughs> what's your deal? <laughs> People are weird, man. I when was the Rugrats movie released? Uh the original one probably was... 98, right? Or 99? Yep. Ni- 98, Damn. 2 years okay. uh prior. I was 7 years old. Wow. I was a baby. I was 3. I was, was so four. I actually would have been like li- like more or less the age of Rugrats. <laughs> you you were there. How old is Angelica? Would I have been Angelica, Angelica? I think it's supposed to be like four or five, right? No, yeah. I think she's. I think she's three. Chucky's two, and all the rest of the babies are one. Okay. Would that be kindergarten? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of them is are in kindergarten be... age. No, they're all like. That's not even school. Preschool. Age. Yeah, because kindergartens. No, they're like kindergartens from K one no. to K five. What ages though? That's like one to five. There's like no kindergarten's like five years old. K yeah, five, five is five six. years old. Yeah, like but there's like granted, although depends on the state. What is K one? South, in South Carolina, yeah, what the like, hell are you talking? South Carolina, it goes from one to five is kindergarten all the way up. What so is you just babysitting? To, right, you go to school at one years old? What you, well, that's you just go a daycare. Like a daycare at one years old. Like, yeah, that's daycare. Don't really call like, it K to K, <laughs> but you, K, but K you one to K five. No, it's you daycare. Still, you still like have like stuff. You do. It's just you just draw or like, you know. So my mom used to toys. take me to her office. Wasn't mean I was in kindergarten. No, that's not kindergarten. <laughs> No, you just, but I did stuff. Because, like, we had a place <laughs> called like, the Sunshine House when I was um, about, like, three, you know, four, like, three and four years old that I went to. I think we went, like, granted, we may not, I may not have went there when I was one or two, but I think they took one and two-year-olds. They had, like, a special room for one to two-year-olds to play and stuff. Mm-hmm. I went, before okay. I started kindergarten, um, I went to a daycare and then a Montessori and then uh it's a montessori it's like a i actually don't know like the actual definition but it's like a i just went to this building (laughs) pretty much and i remember watching bringing my um i remember bringing my barney vhs in so we could like watch the movie in in class class whatever and the teacher stole it i never got it back they (gasps) kept it (laughs) what a bitch (laughs) like you don't need this 
They're probably playing with it to this day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, schools are very underfunded and stuff, so probably. Right. Uh, A Montessori school is an environment with plenty of materials for hands-on learning, and children are encouraged encouraged to focus on... uh, Montessori method of education involves children's natural interest in activities rather than formal teaching methods. So it's basically like you oh, go to a place and do activities and stuff. And that's what I, re- I remember. Mm. We made like s'mores and stuff and arts and crafts. Yeah. Uh, I was until five, anybody who was willing to deal with me took care of me. <laughs> <laughs> or I went to my mom's office. Then I went to kindergarten. And that's where I found out I was blind as a bat and got my first pair of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I had my first pair until I was eight. I got them at five. They thought it was because I had like, I wouldn't let my mom brush my hair. So I had my wild hair. I was like that kid with the wild ass hair everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they thought that's why I couldn't see the board. And I started wearing these like headbands to pull back my hairline too. Uh, And I still couldn't see anything. They're like, okay, there might be an actual problem. (laughs) (laughs) And I only had like 50% of my vision. And I learned, actually, this was a couple years ago. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. I learned I was actually supposed to be cross-eyed. Uh, this left eye is kind of lazy and it is my weaker eye and the eye doctor was like yeah this left eye looks like it probably was lazy did you ever have to deal with that I'm like no I got glasses really early she's like oh it probably helped correct it pretty soon she's like but if you ever take off your glasses and somebody looks she's like it'll probably start moving a little bit I'm like I what (laughs) so I learned that like 30 years later I was supposed to have a lazy eye or I do have a lazy eye. It's not, I don't know. <laughs> I think it got corrected. I'm not entirely sure. I just found that really interesting. You never knew that about myself. But anyway, Rugrats and Paris. I was looking at the poster of Rugrats Go Wild, and I love how it just looks so photoshopped of like, okay, we're going to put Rugrats on the top, and then, uh, I don't know, they're coming out of a tree or something, and then uh, Thornberry's on the bottom. There, did it. <laughs> Poster's made. At least they included Susie in that one. Right, I was happy. That's that's because, uh, yeah, they they realized their mistake of not having her in uh, Rugrats. That was a mistake. Uh, they were in that was on purpose. Black people in cartoons was very limited. All right, they were like, look, y'all gonna get like some lines on the TV show, but we don't need you in the movie. <laughs> look, at least you got one, okay? <laughs> and that was three even years a slightly later. tanned person. So had- yeah. I had to wait three years for Susie to. You know what it is? Proud family came out. They're like, oh, black people are marketable. Okay, cool. (laughs) I guess we'll put her in our movie. And I remember in Rugrats Go Wild going to the movie theater, and I'm reading on the Wikipedia article the film used odorama, which allows people, which allowed people to smell odors and aromas from the film using scratch and sniff cards. I bet you. I remember getting those. It it was, and I remember getting Mm. those. They they. Put them in the uh, like Burger King version of Happy Meals, and then you would bring them to the movie theater and watch the movie. <laughs> oh, the two thousand. That's that. actually what really an age. cute. That's a really good idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so smart. It was very interactive, and in a way that it wasn't disturbing. Right. Was like you for anyone who had them, because again, it was always gross stuff. It wasn't anything that was like, oh man, it's well, gonna no, smell like, beautiful. I meant. I meant like, well, ocean breeze. And so I meant like it's not going to be this loud or disruptive because oh, you're yeah, just going to yeah. have a kid going like this and going. 
You're not going to have a kid screaming and be like, hey, I have the same toy as a toy on the screen or something like that. It was a way to like subtly keep children quiet because they're too busy inhaling. It's not going to be like in 80s movie theaters. Keep them busy. Like, keep them busy. Like, side note, you ever watch like 80s movies when they're like showing what it is to go to 80s movie theaters? And it's just all this noise of people, like, especially in like uh, Scream 2, for example, the opening of Scream 2 where they're watching Stab. And all these people are just in, they're all in Ghostface costume, which is like, okay, I guess, whatever. But all of them are like, oh, yeah, like as the movie's happening. And I'm like, why is all this noise happening? The movie is on. Shut up. Well, I see that for like things that I'm like, it's the repair. But that was like a premiere of the Scream or the Even staff it was, films. Still shut up. Like we're trying but to like, watch the movie. We can't hear the movie because all of y'all are just like in a frenzy. <laughs> Do you not remember when we did uh, the Harry Potter films? Even then, people got excited for when things happened, but they didn't like... Also, I wasn't here for the regular Harry Potter films. I was there for Fantastic Beast, which isn't quite the same. (laughs) There was one where we did one right after the other. Was that not Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, though. I was there for the marathon. I didn't work it, but I was working at Pax Ayatha. Yeah, the amount of times you hear screaming, there's a new character. Yeah, blah, but that's blah. like when a character shows up. I'm talking, this is nonstop, like as the move, the whole movie, like from start to finish. That's, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> Which nobody does I that in real life. Sometimes. This is, this is pretend world in movies. I'm just like, oh. where it's acceptable. Right. And I'm just like, scream. Cause uh, what's the movie? Um, the Last Dragon also did the same thing with Bruce Leroy and all them, where I'm like, there are people, but at least in that movie, it's worse. Cause at least in Scream, they're watching a movie. You know, they're being noisy about it, but they're watching it. And The Last Dragon, they put a boombox in the middle of the aisle and start breakdancing <laughs> in the middle of the movie. And then, there's a point where you see you see a screen of Bruce because a Bruce Lee movie they're watching. Bruce Lee really it's supposed to be him walking over to fight somebody in the movie, but the close up makes it look like he's about to walk out the screen and whoop the ass for breakdancing <laughs> in the middle of his movie. <laughs> anyway, Rugrats of Paris is great, I, and you should watch yeah, it. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I made a mistake earlier. Bruce Willis. Played Spike in Rugrats Go Wild, not oh uh, okay uh, oh okay, and that's because the uh, the daughter could understand them. Mm-hmm, exactly. Oh, okay, and I forgot Tim Curry played Nigel. That's still Thornberry, weird. The dad smashing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> I I miss the Thornberries. Can I, I watch that? Is I, that on Paramount Plus? It yeah, always watch that. Well, it is. It is. Really? Yeah, it is. All, all of these uh, shows, Rugrats, uh, Wild but that's the thing. Rugrats and Paris is on HBO Max. Though. That was that was so confusing. <laughs> that to is me. true. Like all <laughs> all of the Rugrats movies and all of like the Nickelodeon movies are on HBO Max. Like, how does that make sense? I, maybe they were like, contracted first... before Paramount Plus existed to be uh, on HBO Max first. Like when I first, they typed... could have been like partnering. Maybe, maybe when I first when I first typed in like how to watch Rugrats in Paris, the first thing that came up was HBO Max, and you, you would think Paramount Plus. Right, that was I, I thought that too. I was like, not Paramount Plus. I mean, okay, I have both, so it doesn't matter. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mo- That's a I'm show that I would I, I would be interested to see a reboot of because of all the crazy stuff that's happened with film nature documentary people in real life. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be interesting to have a Thornsbury reboot and see what they do with it. You know, like what modern day stuff they yeah. would do with it. 
especially because streaming is yeah, such a I'd, big thing now. It's like you could be a nature doc, like anybody could be a nature documentarian now. You should go on TikTok. Uh, TikTok's Debbie everything. Debbie would like definitely that now. have a TikTok, like for sure. Yeah, I, um, the wild, admittedly, the wild thornberries was probably my least favorite uh, of the like Klasky, Kuspo TV shows. See, it was really my favorite. Yeah, I, but now I think as an adult, I think I would appreciate it more. Hmm. I think I feel more sorry for for Debbie as an adult <laughs> if I read back and watch this because I'm like, because she didn't ask for this. She was just they, she didn't ask for this. She just wanted to be a teenager. Like maybe send her to boarding school or something. She doesn't have to be here. Send her to live with her grandparents. Like you're forcing this child to have a teenager to have like no privacy, all stuck in like an RV, traveling around somewhere. Just dealing with Donnie alone is a full time job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, and like a lot of responsibility was put on her because they're like, we're gonna go off into the wild where we may or may not come back, <laughs> photographing lions and shit. Watch your watch your younger sister and you know the brother who's possibly in the trees. We don't know where he's at right now, but you'll hear him yelling before he jumps you. <laughs> oh. So, like, yo, did you know Flea played Donnie Thornberry? That's what I was just about to say. I was that's I was literally like my I did not know that. That's crazy. Like, yeah, Flea. <laughs> wait, was wait, the, wait, wait, wait. Flea was the voice of Donnie Ooh. for the for the TV show oh. too. from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Not just the movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, though. That's kind of awesome. it. Does make sense, but it's kind of awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. That's, the The amount of like star power they were able to get back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And just like the mo- the most random assortment of people, it's like who was like in the writers' room. They were like, you know who would be good, Flea. Flea, and they were able to secure him. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. I feel like it's just like, hey, Flea's here, and Flea was like, no, 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 no. They were like, oh, you know, ooh, do that again. No, 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 no. Or what? maybe okay. one of the. Do you think that makes character. more sense than what I said? <laughs> No, I feel like somebody was a fan of like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they heard, heard him do something. Peppers, and they're like, "Let's do that." And they were just like, and they they heard. They came, that but noise. they came into the writers' room. They like came into the writers' room. And be like, guys, guys, I was listening to this band last night. Mm-hmm. Don't ask how drunk I was, but look what <laughs> I thought about. Because <laughs> that's all. Don't don't try to like tell me like everybody was sober in a child's cartoon <laughs> writing room. Because like y'all were tripping on something to get some of these ideas. And that's got to be it. Um, I just, I, I feel like sometimes some of it is like when, uh, didn't like Daniel Craig just walk on to like the new Star Wars set? Yeah, it was he like just happened to be there and he was like, you want to be a stormtrooper? Yeah, like, sure. I feel, yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like some of it's kind of like that where they're like, where they're like, oh yeah, I heard you guys were doing this. Mind if I join in? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> I feel like Tim Curry would do that with the Rugrats movies. They're like, hey, you're here to record some of the Thornberries. Yeah. You busy? We got like, we need a little extra sound for this uh, for this part in uh, Rugrats in Paris. He's singing. Cool to do that. That's the one I'm, I was thinking about because when you were talking about Wild Thornberries, uh, Wild Thornberries is your least favorite. Mine, least favorite of that uh, era of cartoons was As Told by Ginger. I just never really yeah, got into I it. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of, yeah. I just couldn't relate. All of them were horrible. 
Cat dog no, was fantastic. And Rugrats. Rugrats? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying, first of all, y'all need to come. I was talking about As Told by Ginger, all the characters were oh, terrible. Oh, I thought you meant all the shows. That's why I didn't like fun. You all got all real them terrible as we, we were talking talk, about the, the shows we were generally. Just, uh, I didn't like Rocket Power. I didn't Rock like Rocket Power. Power. Sick. I did I not like Rocket Power. Rocket Power. I like the mild version of Rocket Power, which was the Weekenders. <laughs> <laughs> the, the great value version. <laughs> the great value. <laughs> the the uh, non spicy version. Real quick, we're kind of all, all, all the way off topic. But what is your like? What is your top Nickelodeon show? I would probably have to say either Rugrats or Hey Arnold. Those good picks. But I also love Rocket Power too. <laughs> I would probably say the Thornberries and like SpongeBob. Oh yes, yeah, SpongeBob. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fairly, even though it wasn't in the era, I, I, I still love Fairly Odd Parents. Even though that was many years later, mm-hmm. not, not that many. It was the era after that. I'm a big Fairly Odd Parents person. I want to say mine is Avatar. You? Like I want to say it's Avatar: the Last Airbender. SpongeBob definitely close second. Love me some SpongeBob. I am fairly odd parents. They're about neck. Those two are neck and neck for me. But the one above all of them is Avatar. Just because it was like you didn't really get a lot of teen cartoon centric cartoons from Nickelodeon. You got kid either kid stuff or if it was teens, it was like stuff like Zoe 101, where it was like a teen drama. So to get like a teen action yeah. cartoon uh, that wasn't Danny Phantom. <laughs> Danny <laughs> Phantom. I did love Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom was cool. Too. Was it? Was that Nickelodeon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's Butch, um, oh, I forget Butch that was... Hartnett. Is that uh, like or some, I forget the same guy from Fairly Odd who did same person did Fairly Odd Parents did Danny Phantom. Oh my god, I forgot about. I love Danny Phantom. And there's like a there's, there's a like a theory out there that Butch Hartman. That's his Danny name. Phantom, mm-hmm, there's a theory out there that Timmy Turner and um, Danny Phantom. Wait, no, it's Danny Phantom and somebody else of the same person. Is it Timmy Turner? Oh, I mean they have the same hair. More or less. So, Danny but that's just because Butch Hartman has a I, particular I, style. Conspiracy. I just like uh, the Fairly Odd Parent Four because it's just like it's uh, well a lot of like cartoons where they just let off these little comments that you hear and they don't fully register until like a minute later. <laughs> like there's an episode with Fairly Odd Parents where his parents couldn't afford. They have were having like a sh- neighborhood show and his parents couldn't afford such a great magician because they had a kid. So Timmy wishes that he was the best magician in the world. Gets on stage. He's like, ladies and barren neighbors. (laughs) And I was like, did you just call all your neighbors barren? (laughs) And maybe I was like, what the hell, man? Pick on some people's insecurities, aren't you? (laughs) But it was like little stuff like that where it was like little quips where it was like, it's just like, okay, you really just said that in like the cartoon show and got away with it. Good for you. Good for you. I respect that. I just, yeah. I, the mm-hmm. Danny Phantom, I just liked more because it was more my sensibility. I, I love superheroes. so And I loved all the villains. All the villains in Danny, Danny Phantom were always my favorite. Um, for the box ghost. I like how they made all the, the ghosts. The box ghosts. The, the box, box ghosts. They weren't ever willing, <laughs> re- willing to vanquish him either. Or like send him back. It's like, 
uh, dude, come on. What are you going to do? I'm rattling the boxes. All the time when they go in the future, though, and Box Ghost is like jacked and like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, see, y'all was, y'all was, y'all wasn't thinking about box ghosts, but now he's become a problem. <laughs> y'all should have took him down early. <laughs> remember Angry Beavers? Yeah, see, I wasn't really into Angry Beavers. I, I remember it. I just know. was not really into I, the show. I watched it a little bit, but it wasn't like the 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 highlight. Yeah, yeah. I kind of remember what they look like, but I don't. I don't think I've it ever isn't the same vein for me of like Cat Dog, where I was like, I like this show, but it's not really what I'm like looking forward to watching every. I see. I I loved Cat Dog. I was disturbed by them. I love the people who are like, yeah. how did they poop? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. See, I was that kid. I was like, there's a lot of like inaccuracies about what's going on here. They're like, it's a cartoon. Don't think about it. But like, just like cow and chicken. They eat one thing. Yeah, they where does eat it one go? thing. <laughs> yeah, where's everything? Go to one stomach. I was a big coward. What was Coward the Courage? Cow- that was Courage Cartoon Network. The Courage the Cowardly Dog. That's Cartoon yeah, Network. Oh, he's my he's my all time favorite. Mine was Which, Dexter's isn't Lab. Coming back, didn't they say? Are they they're having a movie? I think they they were trying. They were going to do a movie. I don't know if it's still. They've in been plans, talking about though, it, but yeah. I don't want them to do it. I don't want them to do Why it. Why not? They. They ruined so many I mean, it can things. Work out. Like, trying to they, make them more I had doubts when they modern. were like, "We're gonna do another invade. We're gonna do an Invader Zim movie, uh, which was animated like the original cartoon." But they were like, "Yeah, we're bringing back Invader Zim," and I was like, "No, don't do that." <laughs> and then when the movie, I came never out, got it was into good. Invader Zim. I loved Invader I never Zim. Got I thought it was great. It definitely was I very dark. Thought it was annoying. I, I thought it was annoying. It was very dark, but I loved. I thought Invader it was annoying. Zim. And uh, Gurr is still fan favorite. Everyone loves Gurr. I'm gonna sing the Doom song. Love Gurr. <laughs> you you look like you're having a pleasant time. Uh, so I'm gonna just love invaders. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it was the same time I was watching Billy and Mandy. Good Richards of Billy and Mandy. My mom used to call me Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you as Mandy as a kid. Yeah. Well, this has been a nice cartoon retrospective. <laughs> In fact, we should do another cartoon retrospective. We did one we before actually... at, um, behind the Usher Station and uh, Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, I'm that a... crossover. Jimmy Timmy right. Power Hour. They did three of those. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love that in like the second one they become like besties and uh, Cindy's all pissed because she's like, "Wait, weren't you guys fighting over me?" No, no, no. He's my homeboy now. We're all good. We're friends. <laughs> you know, bros yeah. for hoes. Shut up. <laughs> like we're busy. They're like ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that stopped them from having but. that like still that like rivalry of like. But Cindy, <laughs> I meant the, I meant the whole bros from ho- over hoes. That's thing. what I'm saying. They, they <laughs> maybe, maybe use a different phrasing. <laughs> but ten year old, anyway. Um, yeah, that I think that would be fun because like it's fun to watch old cartoons. Not only enjoying that nostalgic, like with Rugrats in Paris, seeing all the same with Reptar. and just being like, I remember wanting a toy just like Reptar like that when I was younger. But it's also seeing the nostalgic of like the time period it's set in well especially because like a couple times i caught myself thinking you know know what we should do because last time we talked Um, about sorry well it's just nobody talks about like nickelodeon cartoons as much as they talk about disney cartoons or some of the cartoon network cartoons except like the the mega popular ones like spongebob fairly odd parents but there's a lot of nickelodeon cartoons that don't get like as much shine 
what I think we should do is um because last time we we talked about cartoons, but I feel like this time we should maybe like each of us can pick like three episodes of our favorite like Nick cartoon or cartoons or in general or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and we and we can watch those. And it'd be like the length of a movie, watching one movie. <laughs> I would definitely go for the Wild Thornberries. I feel like I remember that show being, but I'm a little worried because I'm like, like I said, I remember watching that show and like loving it a lot. But as an adult, just now remembering some of it, I already feel for like Debbie. Ooh, I know. And I'm like, here's all the parent neglect. We could watch like you first did. episodes of our cartoons and rewatch them again and see if we like if we would still watch those shows now. Of old cartoons, but sometimes like. the first episode can be. Yeah, I don't do first episodes. What do you mean you don't do? What do you? <laughs> you, you don't do first episodes? Yes, you do. Because the first when you want to watch a show on streaming, you will watch that first episode. You might not be entertained by not it. Not always. But immediately. A, a lot of times, the first episode doesn't give you the meat and potatoes. <laughs> then it's a failed show. Because that's the whole point of a pilot episode. <laughs> that's the point of a first episode. I often actually, I I actually skip a lot of pilot episodes when I'm watching shows. And also, there's some really great pilots. Westworld's pilot, ah, so good. That's why it's a, sad, a shame the the show failed. I f- uh, so it was a good pilot, but a bad show. No, it was a great show until the third season, <laughs> when they they lost their minds and were trying too hard to beat to try and like make the audience not guess what's happening in the internet age, where all people do is speculate. If you release your show week to week, but. It was a great show. It was uh, really good. Those first two seasons, solid, super solid. Um. Anyway, going back to cartoons. you know, um, <laughs> regardless, uh, yeah, but you know, stay tuned for that when we decide to do that. But in the meantime, uh, any final thoughts on Rugrats in Paris before we get out of here? <laughs> We've been going for a while. Loved it. I thought it was sweet and cute and nostalgic, and I'm just like. A nice trip down memory lane. It's an A-plus movie. Watch you some Rugrats in Paris audience. Comment below if you have seen it and tell us what you think. And comment below also what your favorite car- childhood cartoons. You know, any age. You know, for us, it's a lot of those 90s, 2000s cartoons. But maybe for you, it's like stuff that came out in the 2000s later. Like, you know, Adventures of Gumball, Fa- Adventure Time, uh, Fanboy and Chum Chum, uh Adventures of Iron Man, like all that stuff. You know, comment below. Tell us what cartoons you were into when you were a kid. And uh Yeah, socials. <laughs> Here we go. Jonathan, go. You can follow me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. You can also follow us to die on all of your social media platforms. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to us. We greatly appreciate it. We'd also appreciate if you're listening on audio to rate us five stars and give us a review. Also, if you have any feedback, if you want to ask us a question, anything like that, uh, maybe suggest a podcast topic, email us if you're supposed to die at gmail.com. Alex, where you can find me. You can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok, and on the podcast TikTok, the first ones to die, where I post little clips of the episodes, things we may be watching, and my own little mini reviews of just shows or movies I have somehow stumbled into. 
What about you, Jerome? You can find me at not Jerome Rent on Instagram as well as at RoboZooMedia and at Jerome underscore the underscore show to see other stuff I am working on. And uh, if you want to get extra content that you can't get on the audio streaming platforms, check out the YouTube channel. You can find all types of stuff like mini reviews, book reviews, gaming content, vlogs, all types of stuff we've done uh, for the First Ones to Die channel. So check out that First Ones to Die podcast channel. See all that good stuff. Tune in next week for something. Uh, we're, we're figuring it out. Uh, we got plans. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, maybe it might be the cartoon retrospective. Who knows? Only one way to find out. Be here next week, next Monday. See what we got cooking for you. But other than that, you folks have a great night or day or morning, whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye. 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 Bye.